0: Hi there, and welcome to Here's a Thought, the blogcast for people who overthink. I'm Jan M. Flynn, a fiction writer, essayist, and blogger who indulges in plenty of overthinking, so I get it. Sometimes you just need a brief break from listening to the voices in your own head, and when that happens, I invite you to take a recess and listen to the ones in mine. I've been thinking a lot lately about the fissures and divisions between Americans. And how I find them puzzling and painful. And I know I'm not the only one who's tired of it and who'd like to be able to cross the divide and just have civil conversations with people who don't share my assumptions. I mean, I could learn something. Thus, this week's episode Hey, Conservative Guy, can we talk? Psst, over here. It's me, the spiky haired liberal woman with a license plate that reads SNFLAK. That's Snowflake. Get it? See, not all of us libs take ourselves too seriously. Okay, wait, before you roll your eyes and turn away, let's acknowledge one thing we have in common. You and I both get a daily drenching from the media fire hose. And those messages, especially the ones from social media, which is like a personalized, targeted stream like a mental power washer, tell you and me very different things, or the same things, but from opposite angles. The one thing they agree on is that, ideologically, you and I should be natural enemies. That ability to wrangle us into separate cages from which we can be poked and goaded into ever-rising levels of resentment and directed to vent our spleen on one another, that's a valuable knack. It works beautifully for certain corporations and political campaigns, which is why they invest so much in it. Reaching into our pockets or manipulating our votes is much easier when we're frightened angry, and distracted. But it's not so great for you and me, is it? Now, full confession, I read the New York Times. Maybe you're more of a Fox News guy, but that's an assumption on my part, influenced by factors like, well, the New York Times and Fox News. If I check the comments from readers on the Times op-ed pieces, though, it's clear that not all of them bleed blue. So maybe you're familiar with a series of opinion articles in the Times called America in Focus— which is based on interviews with focus groups. Each small group is a panel of Americans who represent a wide swath from their targeted demographic. So, a previous piece focused on Democratic-leaning voters' thoughts about the economy, another one on young women, on their work and gender roles, and another on teens and their perspectives on school and their futures. They make for fascinating and often surprising reading. The most recent in the series is These Eight Conservative Men Are Making No Apologies, by Patrick Healy and Adrian J. Rivera. It appeared in The Times on April 12th. The men in the focus group come from different races, geographical locations, and walks of life, but they all lean firmly to the right. According to the authors of the article, the main takeaway is that the men feel alienated from American society and culture. They don't feel free to be themselves. Among other concerns, they think America is increasingly unsafe and uncivil. And also that our roads are full of rude drivers. The authors say that in these divisive times, the reports from these men are troubling for democracy. And that may be, but what struck me most about the conservative guy's statements were not the ones that made me roll my eyes, but the ones that made me nod my head, in empathy, if not necessarily agreement. All the quotes that follow are taken from Healy and Rivera's April 12th article in The Times. So, first off, I'm right there with you on the rude drivers, guys. One of the men has a brother who's an ER doc, and he's appalled at the growing casualties from careless drivers. He said, "'People just run red lights. They could literally kill a family. They don't care. They're in a hurry. They've got to get to Chick-fil-A.'" Trust me, I, too, observe the self-centered reckless disregard for others displayed on our roadways— And just like you, I see it as a symptom of a pervasive me-me-me attitude that has taken hold. It bothers the hell out of me. There were other statements that resonated with me. Some of them lead to conclusions that I disagree with or find befuddling. But I can see where they're coming from initially. One gentleman said, One of the things that I'm sensitive to is diversity. Diversity is when you have people that truly have different ways of thinking. And that's how you solve problems. Yes, a hundred percent. Or this man's statement. I think that true patriotism is recognizing that regardless of what party you're in, we're all Americans, and we should start from that premise. Then we find more reasons to join together, rather than find silly reasons to fight against each other. Totally. And another man said, There's a lot of distractions. I mean, most of us grew up in a simpler time. Boy, howdy, do I hear you on that. One guy noted... America seems to be so focused on sensationalism and celebrity worship, things that aren't really of inherent value. My thing is, I have to create the value in myself, and I have to live my life with that value and I have to instill that sense of value in my kids, my family. See? I'm nodding my head over here. And then this. The country, to a great extent, has really lost the ability to have civil discourse and be able to learn from different opinions. Well, I'm clapping my hands. That's what I'm talking about. Still, some things got my hackles up. To the interviewer's question, what does it mean to be a man, there were some responses that I found admirable and even touching, like being responsible and being a model for your kids, providing for your family, teaching your children right from wrong, leading by example, having integrity, taking care of your family and being respectful to others, regardless of your personal perspective— Those are all things I'd be happy to hear, coming from the mouths of my own sons. They're not conservative. They're more middle-of-the-road, if there is still such a thing, kind of guys. But the men in the article did seem to share a fixation on rigid gender roles and to worry that the country is being feminized. There were cringe-worthy statements on this topic, like, they don't call women the weaker sex for no reason. Well, maybe not for no reason, but not for any good reason, dude. Or, from my religion standpoint, the man is in charge. Well, yikes, if that guy could read my mind, he might burn me at the stake. But the next statement, while it might sound less extreme, I found to be more troubling. Quote, I support feminism, but I don't support modern feminism. I think that modern feminism is focused on so-called toxic masculinity and that they are actually purveyors of men bashing. And so I support femininity and feminism, but not to the point where they're looking to hoist themselves above men to try to make up for so-called patriarchy, end quote. There is so much to unpack here. Modern feminism as opposed to what? Ancient feminism? What does supporting femininity and feminism look like to this guy? But it's the last part of the last sentence that makes my eyes roll heavenward, I ask you, conservative guy, if you share this man's perspective, is there anything that I, surely what you would label a modern feminist, could do to convince you that I am entirely uninterested in being a purveyor of men bashing? Does it help when I tell you that I am a proud mother of sons who are entirely comfortable with their masculinity and that I'm married to a man whom I deeply love and admire? Or does that sound to you like it would to me if you said that some of your best friends are liberal gals? But the most disturbing aspect is the zero-sum thinking, the unquestioned assumption that some women are looking to hoist themselves above men to make up for so-called patriarchy. It's a striking example of the last-place aversion that Heather McGee calls out in her book, The Sum of Us, What Racism Costs Everyone, and How We Can Prosper Together. Now, trust me, my conservative brother, Heather McGee is not out to paint you as a bigot. She's making the point that keeping society fragmented into a hierarchy of factions, that works beautifully for the few privileged folks at the top. That's because it keeps the rest of us, people like you and me, focused on the perceived threat that somebody from a lower rung on the ladder is going to climb up and knock us off ours. In this scenario, winning is only possible if someone else loses. Success requires somebody else's failure, we remain blinkered to the option of joining interests, of working together to achieve more benefits for all of us. It keeps us in the mentality of crabs in a bucket, so busy preventing anyone from climbing over us that we're all stuck struggling in a situation we wish we could escape. This is only a positive if you're the one holding the bucket. And that almost assuredly does not describe you, conservative guy. It sure doesn't describe me. I promise you, I don't care about hoisting myself above you. Not a single woman I know is out to subjugate men to even the score. It's possible that women with such a mindset exist, but they'd correlate to the extreme fringe from your end of the rope. I don't want you to be paid less for the work you do. I simply want to be paid commensurately if I'm doing the same work. I don't want to harangue you into being a mealy-mouthed milk toast. I just want to be included in conversations that affect me and be heard with respect. I'll do the same for you, even when I don't agree with what you say. If you're listening to pundits or politicians or social media influencers who are telling you otherwise, I urge you to ask yourself, who is served by you and me being so at odds? What interests would it threaten if you and I recognized what we have in common and pulled together for a mutual benefit? Like the man said... What if we find more reasons to join together rather than find silly reasons to fight against each other? Maybe you and I could help each other out of the bucket and find ourselves sharing higher ground. Wouldn't that be a relief? And maybe you're more willing to give this a try than I might assume. How about it? Thanks for listening to this week's episode of Here's a Thought with Jan M. Flynn, New episodes release every Wednesday, so please subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. And if you leave a positive review or star rating, that helps our show build its audience. To find out more about me or to check out my blog, go to janmflynn.net. And until next time, may all your thoughts be good ones.